Hello, everybody. Welcome to AKA Murder. It's me, Katie Bear, and I'm here with Amy Walker. Hello. And Amy Phillips. Hello. Hello. We are here to follow up our last mini-sode uh, that we released on 917. Um, we have another quickie episode here for you. Uh, today is 924 of 2021. So the last we left Gabby and Brian, um, uh, Brian's house was uh, being raided by the police um, and they were looking for Brian and it came to pass that we found out that he had been missing for four or five days at that point. Um, so uh, in the last week we've learned that they did find uh, Gabby's body in uh, Grand Tetons Park um, and her family was notified about that. It's, it's so sad and yeah, it just sucks a lot. Yeah, it's not the result people were hoping for. Uh, obviously, everybody really dug in and was hoping to find her um, and, and find her maybe worse for the wear, but alive. And now we know that that's not the case. Yeah, so, I, um, I think we all kind of um, had a bandwagon yeah. of fuck that guy, which... Yes. Yeah, so anyway, uh, the police have now uh, issued a warrant for his arrest. They're still looking for him in Florida. Um, and, and that's a question. Like, I think they just commented recently today anyway that from the comments on social media, they are not wasting their time. I question whether or not they are. Like, how many, like, I know that's a big area, but how many days are you going to search an area regardless of whether he's like secluded in the wilderness or not, he's got to know that there's a friggin' manhunt going on for him. I, I mean, he's, yeah, why he's would, why would he still be in there? Like, well, I, I think the big question is, and I think his family probably believe that he probably did something to himself. So the dive team has been going into the preserve or reserve now the last couple days. Um, and the, discussion I heard that it was that it, this is a very thick, swampy, murky, uh, you know, very full of, you know, lots of, uh, foliage and, and I know. heard, I heard something like 70 to 80% water yeah. this, this place. Is. So it, it sounds pretty inhospitable. It's alligators. Jesus Christ. Have you ever seen a fucking palmetto bug? Right. Oh my God. Oh, I would. I, I wouldn't like survive nets. five fucking minutes in that yeah. swamp. I would. I might not get out of the car. That's right. So yeah, and the other update we have is just that uh, police are able to at least arrest him on not so much information that he is responsible for Gabby's homicide, although that's what we're all suspecting at this point. But primarily, what they're going on is that. Uh, you know, since her disappearance, there's proof that he has used uh, credit card, air, you know, debit card and cash that was not his or not in his account. And he had access to those funds. So, yeah, he right used now, a card near the pen and fucking and took a thousand dollars or something in that neighborhood out of Used it for gas or whatever he did to haul ass home in the van. Um, and we also found out that after he came home, he and his parents went on a three-day uh, camping trip. Where the fuck did they go? Like, you know, last week I was on the feeling sorry for them side, and now I'm... 
I'm on the, they're on the fuck you bandwagon too. Fuck them. Fuck Fuck them them. so hard. Yeah, that sucks. Um, They are clearly complicit in his, look, I, I just know that they would want to protect their son. I feel like it's completely reasonable that they packed up that camper, loaded it with fucking supplies and, you know, took him somewhere and fucking dropped him off in a, a cubby hole somewhere exactly. far the fuck away from where they're telling him at the swamp or whatever. He's he's not there. He's not there unless he's fucking dead Isn't in the that, water or something. Well, he, they still had to go back and retrieve the car, which had a note on it from Brian, supposedly, if we're, if we're going to believe everything that they're is saying, there, which is suspect. There- is I there think, any evidence that he went there that is not coming from him or his parents? No. Uh, went to Florida or went to that that spot? Right. I don't. Not that I'm aware of. No, I don't think so. Like nobody saw him entering okay. that area. I have heard about a couple of people that have had trail cams mm-hmm. out in the woods. I don't know how true that is, but there is a picture of a guy on a trail cam that, that looks look like similar to Brian. It could be any fucking bald guy with a goatee. That's, you know, it's not some crystal clear picture where you can fucking count his pores or something. Yeah. It just I've looks seen, like a dude. I've seen a couple pictures that they're like, sure looks like him. And I'm like, in what world does that look like him? I, I mean, yeah, he's just kind of like a, a dude blob. It's yeah. not, it's not very clear. To me, it wasn't anyway, but. Now, is that separate and apart from when he was also seen? I thought I heard that there were, um. You know, people who have their door cameras that had seen him walking away from his house. I didn't hear Is anything that, about the doorbell. Okay, or I the thought somebody cameras. had picked him up on a doorbell. Camera That's totally fucking cameras. possible too. And I mean, I, I haven't seen that specifically, but I mean, I don't think that people in America like realize how many cameras are on them all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've ever watched any television, like uh, there was a TV show from the BBC called MI6. MI5. I don't fucking know. It was cool. It was a spy show. Watch it. Anyway, there's closed circuit TVs on every goddamn corner in London. Like, they can say, oh, he was over at this intersection and they have access to cameras where they can fucking see who was at that intersection at that time. That's according to this TV show, but I feel like they probably have something similar. There's a lot of that. There's a lot more cameras over there, is all I'm saying. And, And people in America are just not used to that so like maybe you think you can walk down the street and not be seen but everybody's got a ring now i mean they're it's not some crazy expensive technology exactly another thing we talked about last time was the 911 call and the um and and them getting pulled over by the police and how they made him out to be more of a victim because I think they saw her hitting him in the face, too, and he had scratches. And since then, like, things have come out on social media saying, here's all the signs, he fits all those descriptions, blah, blah, blah. Like, basically, I, I get it, I get what they're saying, but, like, like, at the same time, there were other things that came out after that 911 call first came out, like... We knew about that call before the people came out and said, "Yeah, we we saw him smacking her." Yeah, that, like that we other did not. Well, that was part of the nine one one call. There were right. the two troopers, but were there that wasn't separate. out at first. 
Like, when we discussed it last week, that part of it wasn't well, out. Well, they had just released the body cam, like, that day, right? Yeah, so but I don't not, the had, but call. not the 911 call. Right. So, yeah, we didn't know. And then they're like, I, I, I don't know. But there, there was a lot of shaming going on in that way that I thought was unfair. My take on on that is probably similar to yours. I feel like they were... Um, and if you read the police report description, in my opinion, they leaned towards the, oh, she's just another crazy chick. And she was crying and upset and they called her hysterical. Okay. They said she was emotional and like seemed disturbed or something. like they used strong language. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but as a matter of fact, I do. And I know <laughs> that when you beautiful women get angry, sometimes you get a little teary. I fucking do too. And you can't even help it. And you get even angrier at yourself because you're crying now and you're trying to make a point. I'm I'm saying that that's not the mark of someone that's fucking like having a psychotic break. Right. It's, it's just an emotional response. Right. Women being hysterical is a common fallback position for, for men to just blow us off and fucking deny us medical treatment and deny us justice whatever the fuck the patriarchy is doing this week. Fuck. I would say too, that I'm surprised to hear that kind of language used in a police report because after watching the, you know, hour plus long video cam, she was clearly upset. I mean, she was crying. She was shaking. Uh, He was shaking too, actually. I mean, like, you know, when he has to put his hands out to have the pictures taken of, of, you know, whatever scratches yeah, like and everything. Straight up adrenaline. He's now. exactly. And that's what I was gonna say is I think that a lot of that can be placed to I know how I I mean, I've only thankfully been pulled over a couple times. Right. And I know that it scares the pee out of me. Right. And they're already in an emotional place. They've been arguing all morning. Um, she's clearly, you know, I mean, when she comes out of the the van, she's she is crying, she is shaking, and she's upset. But she's not upset in a way that is hysterical. Right. She's not she's, tearing at her hair and punching shit. No, she's simply... Motherfucking everybody. And she's crying, and I think that it's the adrenaline rush of, oh, my God, now we're being pulled over by the cops. And now you have to completely and now take you have a 90-degree turn right. from the emotional roller coaster you were just on. Exactly. And be fucking cool. And I think that that... I mean, I, I hate agree. to say it because <clears throat> without knowing that... Gabby is going to disappear two weeks later. What I see in that footage is not an indication of Gabby's disappearance. Then it to me is not a sign. What I saw was a young couple who were arguing, which is likely to happen to any of us who go on a road trip with our significant other. You're traveling. You're fucking dirty. You're, you are fucking broke now. Right. That was you're stressed because you've quit your job because you're yeah. trying to start a new life and do something new. For sure. You're young. You're, you know, so I see a lot of signs of that. And I, I feel like the police and the um, park security that all stopped, I felt like they acted in a fairly normal way. Uh, what they saw was they also did not want to throw more stress onto this couple who might just be having a bad time. They had a fight and now it's exposed to the world. Oh, thank you very much. And now we're going to charge her with assault because he's got scratches on his face. I mean, it's very unfortunate that they were having a fight to that level, 
But I also in my mind go, well, are we escalating or de-escalating? And I felt like their decision to separate them for the night was them trying to make the best of a bad situation. Had those police officers had the pertinent information that this guy was slapping this girl, which was released in the 911 the whole oh, reason. The entire reason was because people saw him it hitting her. It should have been made clear. Like, I could see where maybe they mentioned it, and then they the police actually saw her hitting him and thinking, oh, obviously well, they I got it. I think what they're up. describing as the slapping is but the instances where he was pushing her away right. the police, out of self-defense. He said, I saw this guy slapping to... this girl. Right. That's I don't not... think... We could be to- I could be totally wrong. I could be wrong. I don't think the 911 people made it completely clear to the police officers that were on the scene that they were called because this guy was slapping her around. Well, the one officer I thought did mention it, the one that had the beard and came in. I didn't listen to the secondary. whole body cam, but... I did, and it seemed like he was under the impression initially that okay. it was a... Like a two-way. And that, well, he's the one with the marks. She is not. She's admitting. He's admitting. Their stories kind of match up. And they both say that Brian was pushing um, Gabby and more of a self-defense because, you know, she hit him with a phone, I think, on side of the head. Um, You know, so it's clearly a bad situation in it's a bad fight. It's a bad fight. And I know I have lashed out in defensive moments and I'm not proud of it. And And so that's where I say, like, I can have some empathy for the situation as a whole and say that I am actually a bit thankful in how the police handled it and what they said and what they did and keeping them separated and trying to get the stories from each of them, determine how bad it is. Do we really need to charge her with assault? Because that was the only way that was going to go down. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But you know what? At the end of the day, we've got a fucking dead girl in the goddamn park. But can we predict that, really? Well, of course not. But you know what? They. I don't know what needed to be done. But there, this guy was obviously in fucking trouble for a while because now we've heard about an incident at a restaurant. Do you remember the date of that? That was after. That was on the 27th. So the arrest, or not the arrest, but the pullover was on August 12th. The re- one I restaurant, I think, was on the 27th. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is leading shit. up. She was apologizing for him. It just sounds <laughs> to me like there's a pattern of her having to apologize for him and a pattern of her oh, sure. saying that he's I'm being mean to her. And that... that the people that and now are, she's fucking dead. Yes. I mean, that's right. kind of the, and, but that's what the I'd sense. be curious to know too, is I'm sure that the police, after they got names and birthdays must've at least looked up, you know, prior record, um, before they released either Gabby or Brian for the night. Um, so I'm curious as to how much led in, what do either family know, um, about, history between the couple and and how you know toxic it might have been i mean all the cops seem to be advising gabby that she sounded like she was in a toxic relationship there was and the that maybe the, the one park before. ranger that talked to her and it was one way. but another cop said it as well and, uh, and then the third cop tried to relay his story that his wife 
has very high anxiety and you know, it wasn't until she was on medication, they asked both Gabby and Brian if they were taking medication, but there are certain parts of the video which get muted. And I don't know if that's because the information's too personal or if the cam just cuts out, but there are parts that get muted. So you don't always get to hear the responses from people. The impression I received was that neither of them was on medication, even though she immediately states, you know, she's very OCD and has anxiety. He admits he has anxiety. And I felt that the cops were trying to relate to them. Well, that's, that's a tactic though. That's like a part, that's a job skill that you're taught sure. when you're dealing with the public is that when irrespective of who's the asshole, you need to speak to everyone right. on their level. You need to come at them where they are so that you can right. form a trust bond so that you can Absolutely. get as much information as possible. So my point in that is that I, I think that maybe they were you know, saying a lot of things to try and be helpful, sure. but because it's their fucking job to do that. Sure. But I, I just it mean in the end that it, I cannot look at that pullover and think to myself that the police were negligent or that the police were, it looked like a young couple having a really bad morning. And it wasn't until about two weeks later that more signs were appearing you know, from the restaurant incident from, you know, and now she's missing. And now he's hauled ass from August 30th to September 1st home in a van. Like, I'm not sure. And that's why I would like to hear more about the family's concerns, if they had any about this relationship and whether it had been super toxic before, should they have been prevented from going on a trip together across country? Or was say, this just a remarkably weird and intense situation that got out of hand? No, quickly. no, no. She was, she came across to me as someone who has dealt with uh, abuse by him. And it, she felt like it was her job to smooth shit over. Yeah. I, feel where she was. I have not been brutally murdered and thrown into a park. I have been run over by an S10. I have a little bit of experience mm -hmm. when it comes to fucking gaslighting and how you feel when you're in it. And you do apologize for that person's douchebaggery. It's, it, you know, it's because you're trying to fucking make everything cool between you in that person mm -hmm. and why you are still with that person because you have to try and normalize everything that's that's all i saw out of her was someone that has been abused so maybe i'm wrong but and she's dead i know like the park ranger especially has said like how awful she feels i did read that that rolling stone and article i just i it's not gonna help anybody but you know the only person that could get Gabby out of that situation was Gabby. And unfortunately she had not gotten to that point yet before he hurt her too badly. Well, and there's the other thing though, is we, we do know that the coroner says homicide, but has not given the specifics on what was that a homicide. And so, but we are jumping Still, whether no matter how much we believe Brian murdered Gabby, <laughs> we're still making uh, a conclusion that we don't yet have the evidence fully behind. And so we still have to, you know, approach it from 
what other possibilities are, you know, I mean, what went so wrong within a couple of days that it turned into Gabby is missing. You know, we know that hitchhikers picked Brian up, I think on August 30th to take him back to Jackson. It may have been the 29th. 29th. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to remember because what I felt that I got from that was that Brian, you know, the, the couple that picked him up said that he was going to Jackson. They said they were going to Jackson. I guess he offered them like 200 bucks. And then, but then he wanted out of the car before they got to Jackson. Like yeah, he got I freaked think out of he thought they were talking Jackson, Florida. They were talking Jackson Hole. Well, no, and but I think that's why he freaked out. That's my curiosity. Is oh, is that why he offered the two hundred? Because he thought it was close. to Florida. I think that's that's what. Who just goes to like the middle of the fucking parkway and on the other side of the country and, and says Jacksonville <laughs> and assumes it's his fucking Jacksonville? And they well, didn't. They Jackson said Hole. Jackson. They yeah, just Jackson. said Jackson. So that's where my question becomes, where was he, where was the van? Because if that was on August 30th, and that was at 5, between 5 and 6 p.m., I think that these hitchhikers, or this couple picked him up. Yeah, I think that's right. They picked him up at 5.30 or something, and he got out the car car around 6. he would have to get back to the van and drive all the way back to Florida within that space of time from the night of the 30th. 31st and September 1st. We, we so, missed that. Dude, dude, dude. And that's bad what's, out of hell. What's, what, what was your fucking plan at coming home? Right. I realize, you know, that you're probably fucking freaking out. I know what his plan was. It was but to like, get help from his fucking right. parents, and they fucking And they fucking him. did it. Oh, Do my think, God. Okay, all right, okay, all right. Is he in that fucking swamp, or is he... In Europe or South America or some fucking I, place I else. saw a picture Because somewhere. they could have just fucking floated him. They could have just given him fucking $10,000 and fucking right. dropped they, him off at an airport. They went on a three-day something. Yes. And th- that's why I'm The like, neighbor said that they were loading up the camper with supplies. Right. So, so that's why I want to know. I'm curious about what level of supplies we're talking right. about. Right, and why and why they're so focused on this place. I understand he had packed supplies. I understand that friends are saying that he most definitely can survive on his own in the wilderness. I've heard other people say that's fucking bullshit because he's a camper and not like a. But they were gone three expert, days, which so you have to be. Where? How far can you get in a day and a half, and then come back? In the day and it doesn't sound like that. And, and you're, to it and out. they are spending so many resources. Well, going, searching down the road. Well, but I think it's also important to an airport in right. a day and a half. But it's also important to note that we don't have all the information. The police no, are not telling us everything. Of course not. No. So, so here that's comes where we're Amy Phillips making sense again. <laughs> God damn it with your logic. Uh, no, but uh, I'm saying if they're searching that heavily Amy. in there, they must have some indication beyond what we know that's, that's driving so. them to search there. And I, I hope so. so too. But I think that there are also probably people on the... Uh, it was I can't imagine he could have falsified documents to get him out of the country in that amount of time, but 
maybe they have connections. Would he need false documents? To get out of the country, you would. If you need a passport under a different name, if you were trying to, no, like... No, if I just have a fucking bang. passport and I can fucking drive to Mexico if and cross the border right. with my, well, my passport, right. I mean... Well, but then where's... Which vehicle is he... I mean, like, there's Well, then you get to Mexico and you get on a fucking airplane and you fly somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you do. Well, in, the all, in do. all the, you know, we saw him here pictures that I've seen. There was one in Mexico that did look an awful lot like him but i think that's pretty i would would say too but the body cam footage doesn't show to me somebody who's he was shaken at that stop i think he's shaken all the way home i don't know if he's smart enough to (laughs) act yeah rationally enough to put all i should i mean i'm making a judgment call there but you gotta i feel like he either hurt himself and he's in that reserve somewhere or he did pull off a Houdini of sorts and he is somehow walking and, and hoping that no one's heard of him yet. They never I think have, I, um, I Cooper friends. I do want to say that I, I don't think that I don't think that he's like a calculating murderer and like mm-hmm. he had a plan of when and how and what I think it was a fight and he pushed it way too fucking far because he's him and he is abusive and whatever yeah. that fight was he took it too far and he he killed her i don't think it was something that he had been planning no. and but i just mean i don't see him but, as being i mean his parents obviously could be they hired the attorney right away they you know are getting advice and who knows what kind of advice that is but is it okay so that attorney was, was to ditch town i don't know the attorney was in new york right did know. they drive from Florida think, to New York to meet the lawyer? I don't or? think so, because they said it was like a 10-hour drive somewhere that they went on, and it was to see their lawyer. So I'm guessing it was somewhere in Florida. I think, no, man. I heard that that guy, the, the lawyer that yeah. they hired, no, wait a minute. Yeah, the lawyer that they hired was from New York. So people were talking about whether he even was able to legally practice law in Florida. Right, you would have to have a... Right. You could get special... Right, and they were like, well, maybe because of snowbirds, you know, that, uh, you know, so some I actually worked for an attorney here in Ohio that did have his license in Florida as well. Yeah, probably because of snowbirds, because of... uh, For those of you who are not aware, we are from Ohio. And in the winter, a whole bunch of fucking people fly down to Florida and spend the winter there. And they are called snowbirds. Little snowbirds. Ding. (laughs) We have to leave that in, you guys. I agree. That's my phone. I'll turn off my notifications (laughs) now. But now you know that (coughs) snowbirds may be... We all know how we at AKA Murder Podcast feel about the birds. About the winged, the winged creatures. Birds are not real, and that's that's what we're we're going with today. Moving right along. <laughs> okay, so yes, we can confirm that the laundry's uh, attorney is from New York. What is his um, name? Stephen Bertolino, I believe. Can I call him Stevie Tortellini? <laughs> <laughs> Not if you want him to represent you. <laughs> do you, All right, that's do you want him to represent you? Too? No, I, I don't because I don't okay. plan on murdering anybody. That's, it's, that makes me feel good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. 
Not so, intentionally, anyway. Well, we will uh, conclude this little episode here uh, with just the, the uh, again, condolences to the Petito family uh, for what they're going through right now. Um, and hope that there is a conclusion uh, in finding Brian. And uh, we hope know. they catch you, you fucking motherfucker. <laughs> Um, I, I agree. I hope that they catch his rat bastard ass. So, okay, are they going to catch him? Do you think that he is going to have killed himself? Gosh, I um, just what, what's your opinion? I just I just don't know. I My belief know. initially was that he is in that reserve and had killed himself. But as time goes on and they don't find him, then I begin to wonder about the possibilities of him having deceived everyone and, and is on the road so I'm, I'm so feeling much. some narcissism and i i feel like I, he is entirely too into himself um to fucking con consider I think suicide three I think days was an awful long time to set up camp at a place so near to where they live yeah yeah he's he's somewhere he's out there yeah he's alive out there somewhere i think so so what well, we do also want to bring to light uh you know there's been some discussion now in the news about missing people everywhere and that unfortunately in Gabby Petito's situation, they, they dub it the missing white woman syndrome, um, which means that white women fall into a category where they are uh, given a lot more attention and resources toward uh, being found. And so we wanted to also mention some other uh, people now that are missing. Um, there's a case that is also out West and it is, Daniel Robinson, uh, who went missing after leaving his work in the desert. Uh, he was in a Jeep renegade and he was last seen on June 23rd. I think his, let's see, his car was discovered by a rancher on July 19th, about three miles away from the work site where he was last seen. Was, um, how, what kind of condition was the car in? Did yeah, they the, say? It says the vehicle had suffered some crash damage and that a pile of his clothes and belongings were discovered nearby. What the fuck? Uh, right. So, you know, that doesn't sound promising, but uh, I'm not sure what other clues uh, might be out there. The police say that they have, quote, covered their bases, unquote. What a shitty um, response. Yeah, exactly. Sorry your loved one's missing, but we've covered our fucking bases. Right. So, pound and sand. We've followed up and done what we can do, but oh well. And that just doesn't sound like the same kind of drive that was led um, toward Gabby Petito. And, and you could also say that it, it includes society. You know, it, it, the minute that Gabby was suspected missing, you know, Facebook pages went up. It was all over social media. It that's where I found out place. about it. And exactly. that's where, you know, um, I, I don't understand why there's not more. Of there's this much money to like look that. for Brian Laundrie that, you know, we have money to look for other people too. So like you haven't covered all your bases. No, you haven't fucking covered all your bases. It doesn't seem appropriate that a, you know, young man, it, just leaves work and goes missing and there's and there's nothing a car that's damaged and there's a pile clothes of clothes there that, did he get raptured like what the fuck happened there right. <laughs> right. come on man and again the desert is a big place lots of things lots of you know i mean i'm sure there, there are years worth of uh discoveries that could be made out there but there's um, people but there should be attention paid right now this gentleman went missing you know in summer and recently like yeah, June, July. Yeah, June, June. 
<laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, so why there. isn't there a broadcast out for his recovery? In the same vein, we have, and I don't know if I'll pronounce her name correctly. It's either Keisha or Keisha Jacobs. Um, you know, she, uh, her mother, Tony Jacobs, said her daughter uh, has been missing since September 26th of 2016 where she left the family's apartment in Richmond, Virginia. Keisha, Keisha, or Keisha, is now 26. She said she was going to spend the night with a friend, but never returned home the next day. Let me guess, the police covered their bases. Right. (laughs) The police, Jacobs said police initially suggested Keisha was ignoring her mother's calls and likely wasn't missing. However, 14 months after she went missing, a police said they suspected foul play was a factor in her disappearance. Oh, oh wow. So That's... now that it's too fucking late. Then. And now it's five years later. So what's being done? What's been done? I've not heard of Quiche before. So I haven't either. again, I know that so many people go missing every day that it is impossible or seems impossible to cover the ground um, you know, for society to, to all put their efforts into finding every single person. But I'm surprised just how quickly Gabby was, I mean, it was, she's reported missing by the family and then the sites start going up and it's let's find her. Yeah. Why aren't we giving that same? And the final, uh, person I'd like to bring up in this is, uh, Mary Johnson, who is, a Native American. She said uh, the article that I've pulled up and I have to reference here, CNN uh, US News is where I've been pulling up uh, some of these people. But Johnson and her husband had been living in the home of her sister, Jerry Davis, in the Cedro Woolley, Washington. Abruptly left and moved to Marysville about 40 miles away. She rarely answered her phone when her sister called and only occasionally responded to texts. And then one day, Johnson's estranged husband contacted Davis to say he hadn't seen his wife in weeks. Bullshit. Maybe he hasn't seen her in weeks, but that's because somebody he fucking put her somewhere. Right. Ugh. The last time anyone said they saw Ugh. Mary, also known as Mary Davis, was on November 25th, 2020. Uh, she oh my was- God, that's so recent. She was, exactly. This is another recent case that's... <sighs> flying under the radar. Um, she was an enrolled citizen of the Tulalip tribes. And again, I apologize for pronunciation. Um, she was 39 when she disappeared and she was walking on a road in Western Washington and route to the house of some friends in a nearby town. She never made it there. So again, yeah, we have another recent case and this is another, it's just, too often it's uh, people who don't seem to matter to society that disappear and are not given media attention, police attention. You know, I, I, it, too often, especially women, fly under the radar of being, uh, well, they just left on their own and there's nothing we can do about it. Ladies, and, don't walk anywhere. It is a terrifying oh fucking gosh. place out there. Can you imagine? Fuck I, mean, it. I, well, I, you know, I used to walk every fucking where I used to ride my bike places. But I, how about we should be allowed to do that without well, of the course, risk of, for sure. And, yeah. No, I just, know, I just like, said let's that teach our, like a our boys right. to be 
reaction. No, I know. Yeah. It, but you're right. We, because there is... It's dangerous Devious out there. And, be, in the world. and because more boys aren't taught to not be fucking murderers. Right. Well, and also, let okay, because I just saw something recently on Facebook that was like, how about instead of you know teaching our daughters to get out of abusive relationships, teach our sons not to be abusive? And while that is one hundred and fucking ten percent true, let's also teach our daughters. Not to be in abusive relationships. Let's yeah. just be realistic. Treat them here. to know their worth and that they do not yeah. deserve to be in a relationship with someone. Um, there are other men or women or people out there who will love you and people not love you. you. And, um, and you just need to find the right person. Exactly. And because then, that is clearly not the right fucking person if they're hurting you. And then, Katie Bear, I think you had also a final note. I do. Um, I uh, heard about an organization uh, called Black and Missing Incorporated, and that is Black and Missing Inc. They are a 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, what their mission is, is they bring law enforcement experts and public relations experts together to help find missing people of color. Um, they provide financial support for families of the missing. Uh, they assist in victim recovery and burial services. And they create educational programs for minority community on personal safety. <clears throat> um, and uh, that is blackandmissinginc.com. Go there and donate. They are, uh, you know, they need some financial assistance. And um, it's an epically worthy cause, obviously. They need all the attention they can get. Yeah, they do. That, I mean, that sounds like exactly what we're talking about. Someone who's interested in the welfare of everyone. Absolutely. Um, and you don't have to be a pretty blonde girl to get found. Right. That's right. Or justice to get justice. Can I talk about what's coming up in the future for AKA Murder? I think I think we probably should uh, talk about what's coming up in the future of uh, AKA Murder or whatever. Tell us, Walker. All right. Ba so... We are going to have some new episodes coming your way, hopefully within the next several weeks. The first episode we're working on is on a trans icon named Marsha P. Johnson. Um, the documentary we watched is called The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson, and it is on Netflix. You can find it on there. And I just wanted to mention that at this year's Met Gala, Nikki Tutorials um, paid homage to Marsha um, in her dress. She said she knew she wanted to pay homage to a trans icon who was at the forefront of the Stonewall riots. And Marsha P. Johnson paved the way for so many of us. And I hope I made my community proud tonight. She looked <coughs> fucking stunning. Did you see her? Uh, she did. Holy shit. And I will try she to remember to um, post, make sure to post a picture of her on our Facebook page. Look um, at you. And the picture of Marsha that um, kind of inspired this. Absolutely. Um, but the we're going to talk about the documentary and our first episodes and kind of what our thoughts are on the end. Um, and that's going to be dropping soon, so stay tuned. Uh, wherever the fuck you found us this time. Yeah. And thanks for being here. This has been another quickie with AKA Murder. Bye. Bye. Bye.